Hi Church, welcome to another session of Chew on the Word. We are into our fourth week of our 40 days of fast and pray, and I hope that uh, you're still surviving, and more importantly, rejoicing in the Lord. Today, I'm going to share with you from a portion of scripture that is very little known by most people in a message entitled Seek Out and Live Out the Truth. And this letter that I'm referring to is the second epistle of John, 2 John. It's only 13 verses and uh, that's the reason why I would encourage you to have the Bible with you as we go through this epistle because if you go through with me with the Bible in front of you, you will actually learn more. Uh, before I plunge into the actual epistle, I'm going to ask you a Bible quiz. It's called a Bible trivia quiz. You know, there are only five books in the entire Bible that have one chapter. In other words, no chapter 2. Four of them are in the New Testament. Uh, 1 John, 2 John, Jude, Philemon. One is in the Old Testament. Can you name it? Can you name the book? Yeah, you're right. Obadiah. Only 21 verses. It begins with the vision of Obadiah. But let's get back to... 2nd John It is the shortest book In the entire Bible Only 13 verses um, You can say It is not even an epistle It is a postcard It's like you know When you go on a holiday You want to send a brief note To your family members You send a postcard So clearly This was not a, a long epistle Like 1st John 5 chapters a postcard, uh, a brief urgent note, if you like. But why did the Apostle John write a postcard? Uh, what's the problem? After all, he was so busy, right? Uh, writing the John's Gospel, uh, 1 John 5 chapters, and Revelations. Why suddenly he writes a postcard? Uh, there must be something. Well, let's find out. Shall we do that? So let's read the whole epistle of 2 John, only 13 verses. Again, if you have your Bible, follow me. The Elder To the chosen lady and her children. Do you know that this is the only book in the entire Bible addressed to a woman? Wow. Why? I'll let you know a short while. Whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. It has been given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. So you can see actually... What is the key word in the first four chapters? 
truth. Absolutely right. Three times in verse two, five times in the first four verses. Truth, truth, truth. So it's got something to do with truth. Verse five. And now, dear lady, I'm not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, and this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Verse eight. Verse nine. Sorry. Any one who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take him into your house or welcome him. Anyone who welcomes him shares in his wicked work. Verse twelve. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face, so that our joy may be complete. The children of your chosen sister send you greetings. So clearly, the subject matter is truth, and to a lady, why? Well, clearly, this lady is in danger of being led astray from the truth.、Um, before I continue, maybe let me share with you my perspective about ladies.、Uh, given the fact that I was a gynae for twenty-five years, so.、Uh, Day and night, I was surrounded by ladies in my work, and I go home also. I was surrounded by a lady, you know, my wife. So I, I, I discovered certain things about ladies. They are very need orientated, very particular one. Whereas men are broad sweepers, they are fine printers. But the good news about the lady is very intuitive. They can sense things on. So, so for example.、Uh, Men go and buy this book by Keith Sansom, "How to Hear the Voice of God," and in the brackets, sometimes it sounds like your wife. They are very intuitive, but they can also be very chong. Hey, now they go round and round, round round the bush, and they don't know what on earth are you talking about. Get to the point. But one thing is sure, and all of us agree one: very emotional. They are estrogen driven. And because of that, they they can be more easily swayed from the truth. Don't throw stones at me, ah.、Uh. All right, but it's the truth. So this lady coming back to Second John was clearly in danger of being deceived by false teachers, and not only that, she welcomes them into her home. Wow! Look at verse seven. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. Have gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out, lady! Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. So John was very concerned. So he sent a brief, urgent postcard to her to warn her how not to stray from the truth. And that's the crux of the entire letter. 
how not to stray from the truth. And if we look at these 13 verses, there's a lot to learn for you and from me so that we ourselves do not stray from the truth. Four ways from these 13 verses. Before I continue, uh, commentators have said that actually this letter applies to the church. Why? Because the KGV says in verse 1, to the elect lady and her children. And so they allegorize it and say, the lady means the bride of Christ. Lah. All right, children means us. Lah. So actually, whatever John writes is actually very applicable to the church of Jesus Christ. The lady, ma. Okay, but whether it's literal or technical or allegorical, it doesn't matter. Four ways. How not to stray from the truth. Number one, we must know the truth. Look at verse one and verse two. The elder, that is John, huh? to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth. In other words, first way in which we guard ourselves so that we do not stray from the truth, we must know the truth. You know, at that time, during the time of Apostle John and the latter part of the first century, Gnosticism was rampant. It was this false teaching that says that um, the world was not created by God, but by a separate power from God. And Jesus Christ was not divine. He was not even human, but he was merely a series of emanations from God. What? But the fact remains, he was gaining traction among the disciples of followers of Jesus Christ. And this lady probably was being led astray by false teachers who taught Gnosticism and welcoming them into her home. Wow! And John was very, very concerned. Uh, so what are the modern equivalents? Prosperity teaching, yeah? Hypergrace teaching, or what called anti-normalism, and many other false teachings. So the key is this. Listen to me, my friend. Listen to me very carefully. We must look at the whole Bible, not only from the New Testament or certain scriptures and highlight it. No, we must take counsel and teaching from the entire Bible, which is the whole counsel of God. I think it was David Pawson who says this. A text taken out of context is a pretext. The whole Bible must be taken in its entirety. And also, I must alert you and me. You know, as a senior pastor, I can't fully protect you from false teachers and wolves in sheep's clothing. I can only alert you, my friend. I can only warn you. Anything that compromises on the supremacy and the preeminence of Jesus Christ reject is a deception I remembered many years ago I was so taken up by a, 
a teacher who really expounds the Word of God. Uh, wow, so well. Very eloquent. And he knows the Bible from the back, like the back of his hand, you know. But what alerted me was one day when he said this. He said that he was taken up in a vision to heaven. And he met Jesus face to face. Nothing wrong with that. But what was wrong was this. Jesus then got down from the throne and invited him to sit on the throne. What? All my antennas and all my feathers all rose up. How could that be? Because Jesus says, I will never allow any man to usurp my glory. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. John 14 verse 6. No one comes to the Father but by me. You know, Pontius Pilate in the trial asked this very pertinent question. What is truth? Jesus kept silent. And it was so ironical that Pontius Pilate's answer, what is truth, was just standing in front of him. Jesus Christ is a personification of all truth. And we cannot diminish it. We cannot reject it. We cannot compromise on it. So any teaching that tells us otherwise has to be tolak, rejected. You know, those of you from SIBKL will know our core values very, very well. It's non-negotiable. Our core values, Christ-centered, Bible-based, Spirit-powered. Christ-centered. Everything that we do magnifies Jesus Christ, not man. Bible-based. This is our guidebook and our roadmap. Spirit-powered, not driven by man. Non-negotiable. So my encouragement to you, my friend, whether you're from SIBKL or from other churches, search the Scriptures. Let Scripture explain Scripture. Be like the Berians in Acts 17 who search the Scriptures to see whether Paul is telling the truth or not. See? So, so can I encourage you... Um, Know the truth. 2 Timothy chapter 5, uh, 2 verse 5. Paul's charge to young Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing, or NIV says, rightly, correctly handling the word of truth. So the first thing we need to do so that we don't stray from the truth Know the truth. That's why in these 40 days, you know, uh, Pastor Lee Chiu says, not only pray and fast, but also read your Bible. Why? Because if you don't know the Bible, you're in danger of being led astray, right? So don't, don't, worry, don't, don't, don't only have the world bank full. Huh? Make sure your word bank is also full. Know the truth. Second way in which we must do to, so that we don't stray from the truth is live in the truth or walk in the truth. Where, where did I get it from? Verse 4. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth 
just as the Father commanded us. So John is now alerting the lady, don't stray from the truth. And now he's giving examples. I know of other people who walk in the truth. So not only must we know the truth, we must practice it. Walk in it. You know, in the Olympic Games, in every Olympic game, the first day, the first event is the 20 kilometers walk by men. Next day is a 10 kilometer walk by women. There are certain rules in that event. In other words, you cannot lift your, your feet above a certain level or else you'll be running. Why? Because it's step by step. You walk in the truth. So the Bible encourages us don't only have head knowledge, huh? but practice it every day. Work out your salvation every day with fear and trembling. Step by step. Practice the truth every day. In other words, walk your talk. So many people ask me, you know, I will say, in very common, bait me. Hey, Pastor, can I do this or not? Can I practice this or not? And my answer to them is this. Actually, uh, you know one. Uh, you know one. Uh, what is right, what is wrong. Uh. Why? Because the Holy Spirit that is inside of you, the moment you become a Christian, He will guide you into all truth. John chapter. 14, I think. He's a spirit of truth. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. So you don't need a pastor to tell you what, no. The key is, will you obey or not? That's the key. Many of you are in sin. Many of you know very well that you are deceiving yourselves. Can I encourage you? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit who is leading you as I speak now to you and guiding you into all truth. Just follow what the Bible says. Huh? You know, John Stott says this, The truth of God revealed supremely in the living word, recorded unerringly in the written word, provides the route by which the Christian is traveling from earth to heaven. This is the road we are to follow. You cannot reach the north by traveling west. In other words, this is our roadmap. Know the truth. Walk in the truth. Don't deceive yourselves. And the Holy Spirit will guide you every day to do, his, to do what is right and righteous before God. The third thing we must do so that we don't stray from the truth is we must guard the truth. Verse 7, so verse 1 to verse 2, uh, verse 3 talks about Know the truth. Verse 4 talks about walk in the truth. Verse 7 to verse 10 in this epistle, Apostle John says, Now guard the truth. 
Verse 7, Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver and the antichrist. So verse 8 is very important. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but you may be have received your reward fully. In other words, watch out. Guard your truth. Guard your heart, in other words. Those of you from SIBKL will hear me many times. Guard your heart. Don't allow deceivers, don't allow offences, don't allow unforgiveness, don't allow bitterness to rob you of the truth so that you react and don't respond. So guard your heart. And, and can I say this as well? The, another place where you need to guard is guard your loins. Guard your heart, guard your loins. Why? Because, isn't it um, strange that of all the components of the armour of God, what is truth? Which part of the armour? You are right. The belt of truth. The belt of truth. Why? Because many of us let down our guard. And we shame ourselves. We shame our families. We shame the church of Jesus Christ. Guard your heart. Guard your loins. Finally, the fourth thing about truth is that truth must always be covered and tempered with love. So this is found in the verses that I deliberately missed out. In verse 5, Dear lady, I'm not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we, had, we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to His commands. As you have heard from the beginning, His command is that you walk in love. And then at the end of verse 3, He says, Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. Wow, why? Eh? Because truth is unpleasant. We don't like to be exposed. We don't like people to tell us the truth. We, we react, right? Truth hurts. Love heals. That's why truth must always be covered in love. Because if not, truth opens up a raw wound and it can get infected. Love covers. So in these 40 days of unleashing the blessedness, my prayer for you and for me is that God will now begin to work in our hearts, begin to prompt us, tell us what are areas in our life that we know we are living in pretension living a lie in deception so that we now realign ourselves and walk in truth. But I want to assure you this, when God disciplines you, when God tells you like I'm doing now, I want to affirm you 110%. He does it because He loves you. And He wants the best for you because God cannot bless a lie. If you are walking in lie and in deception, the blessedness and the blessing of God cannot flow through you. God loves you, my friend. I want to assure you that. And my prayer for you is that in the remaining 40 days, 
you and I now walk into truth. And which better person to tell you this than Apostle John, the apostle of love? Because in 1 John, he says, God is love. So no matter what, my friend, God loves you and he wants the best for you. Let me close. Let me close with quoting David. When he was found out of his sin, in Psalm 51 verse 6, David repented deeply. And he said to God, God, you desire truth in my inmost parts. And the reason why David could say this with tremendous confidence and assurance that his sin is now forgiven because in verse 1 of that psalm, he said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. David knew God loved him. And as he come to God in repentance and in truth, he knows that God will forgive. Same for you, my friend. Seek out and live out the truth. Let me close in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Father, for this session from 2 John. Thank you, Father Lord, from the Word of God. It is not my words. It is your Word, O Lord, the eternal Word of God. All things will pass away, but your Word will never, never pass away. It is like a sharper than a two-edged sword, but it's never, never to harm. Even if it hurts, it hurts to heal. And so, like a surgeon's knife. So, Father, we're going to pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that whatever has been exposed, whatever you've spoken to us, Lord, in the last half an hour or so, may we take cognizance, may we take this seriously to obey you, Lord, to obey you. I want to come back to you again so that the blessings and the blessedness of God can flow in us, to us, and through us to our families, to our workplace, and to our nation. So thank you, Jesus, for this time together. I bless everyone here today. I bless you, all of you that we will continue to always seek out the truth and live and walk in the truth. Hallelujah. Can we all close with the Lord's Prayer? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us all our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and forever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Mm -hmm.